0: It's the Gardner Web Coaches Show podcast, presented by Alpha Graphics South Charlotte. The premier custom printing, marketing, and signage company located in the heart of Charlotte. Visit alphagraphicssouthcharlotte.com. Here's your host, Phil Constantino. This past Saturday, Tim Kraft's running Bulldogs authored one of the biggest wins in college basketball over the weekend. They... Beat previously unbeaten Western Carolina, 82-77 to 77 on their home floor. Knocked the Catamounts from the ranks of the unbeatens. And so that earns Tim Kraft another appearance on the Gardner Web Coaches Show podcast. Coach Kraft, welcome back. Congrats on the win. Hey, thanks a lot. Great to be back with you. This conversation with head coach Tim Kraft is, of course, presented by our friends at Alpha Graphics South Charlotte. Family owned and operated for over 25 years. Alphagraphics South Charlotte has been the premier printing company and design solutions serving the Charlotte market. Owner and operator Rich Shepler brings over 35 years of industry experience to the table and his team of marketing and communications experts can help you expand your brand. Visit alphagraphicsouthcharlotte.com. That's alphagraphicsouthcharlotte.com. Or call 704 849 9292. 92. That's 704 849 9292. As the head basketball coach, a prominent figure, not just in the Department of Athletics, but on this entire campus, do you have a feel for big moments, big accomplishments, big victories, and what maybe they can do for the overall psyche of a school?
1: Um, well, I think in the middle of a season, I don't know if I I have that, you know, you're just, you got to focus on trying to get your team better each and every day. And, you know, once you have a, once you have a big win, you enjoy it and then you're, you're on to try to get the next one, you know? So, um, certainly, certainly, you know, when, when we went to the NCAA tournament in, in 2019, um, pla even, even just playing in the championship game. Of the Big South Championship game, I, I definitely felt felt that uh, during that moment in time, um, but I don't know that I felt it much throughout my career other than that. You know, in terms of what the effect it can have on the on the on the university and the, and the community, um, but that was the moment when I when I really felt that at a high level.
0: I ask because this school in the fall. And over the course of the last two weeks, just went through a moment in which they claim a football conference Mm -hmm. championship, the jubilation of that, um, the jubilation of celebrating a playoff appearance, the despair of losing that game at Mercer, and then kind of the cloud of uncertainty with a coaching departure and now an opening. And there was just kind of a cloud of uncertainty over the school. And then they gather in Paul Porter Arena. Phenomenal crowd, local rival. You come back from down 14. And all of a sudden, the, the hopes of the school are back. It, it, that's that's how it felt. <laughs> oh, that's man. really how it felt around campus here in Boiling Springs. Really? That's really it, – it felt like an important victory, not just for your program and your season. It felt like an important victory for the school. Can you feel that at all? Uh, Well, to be
1: – I mean, just being perfectly honest with you, I don't know if I felt all that. I hope okay. that's true. I hope that's true. Okay. I hope our team can bring uh, joy and and a feeling of – Um, excitement and a feeling of, uh, you know, pride um, uh, amongst our students and our alums. I certainly hope our team can bring that. And that's certainly our goal uh, for our team to bring that. Um, I certainly thought it was a great win. Um, I thought it was a terrific crowd, just an outstanding crowd, a loud crowd. Um, Big crowd had a big part of us winning the game, I think. Um, So definitely felt... Uh, that that energy in the building and and the excitement in the building and and it was it was uh for our team it was beating a really good team um so you know that more than anything those are things that that I took away from it. Mm-hmm. I hope that those other things i hope we're 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 certainly uh able to help all all those other areas too i mean that's that's uh, we we you know we want to we want to be able to impact our our campus in a positive way and, and and that's really important. It's important that we do that in a lot of different ways. You know we want to bring value to the campus, value to the alumni, yeah. value to the community, and so um, I hope hope that we're we're doing that and we we will continue to do that.
0: I don't know that I can say enough about the crowd on Saturday night. Oh, it's great. Because early in the year, before you get into conference play, uh, you have the Thanksgiving break. Mm -hmm. Exams are coming up rather quickly. Um, The holiday Christmas break is coming up rather quickly. Attendance early in the year, not just at Gardner-Webb, a lot of places, is hit or miss sometimes. It depends on the opponent. It depends on uh, what other events are going on in town, what other events are going on in the world of sports. You just said the crowd helped you win the game. In what ways does a crowd, and a crowd like Saturday night against Western Carolina, actually tangibly help you win the game on the floor?
1: Well, I, I just think that they're able to create extra momentum uh, on your side when you start to have things, you know, going right, and you start to put together a couple stops and a couple baskets. And we needed to do that. Uh, you know, we're down 14 at one point um, that they can just really uh, C- help create even a little more momentum. It, it's not tangible. It's not something you can measure. Uh, but I think anybody in athletics would, would tell you that, that the crowd can, can impact a game. And, you know, that can be the opposing team um, getting more frustrating, frustrated, um, you know, maybe getting more down uh, when they're not playing well. And, and, and our team, uh, conversely, you know, getting more excited, more energy, um, you know, able to, uh, you know, bring bring you know all the effort that we can possibly bring on the defensive end in that second half. Uh, I I definitely believe that the crowd can help um, can help those you know those possessions. If it's just so the age old question, yeah. the
0: age old question, home court matters to For you. For sure. Oh yeah. When you are a visiting coach some of the hostile environments that you've coached in. You can feel that.
1: Oh yeah. Oh yeah. You know, you're quicker to call timeouts. You know, that that's, you know, just in thinking about it as you're bringing it up, you know, they were out of timeouts pretty early in the game. Yeah. And I think that's part of it, you know, when you're over on that opposing bench and a, and the, the other team has a has a a couple big plays in a row that ignites the crowd. You know, you want to use those timeouts to, to, to slow everything down, quiet the crowd, refocus your team uh, because you don't want the wheels to fall off. And um, that probably helped in terms of uh, for them to kind of use those timeouts early, and then they didn't have the yeah. night.
0: It actually it, it just triggered my memory. It reminds me of opening night last season when we were at Colorado State, mm-hmm. and you burned through your second half timeouts pretty quickly. Yeah, And I remember yeah. you telling me after the game, uh, I was trying to avoid the momentum of the crowd, and that yep. was a, a raucous environment, right. probably 6, seven 7,000 people there, and and that kind of just triggered my yeah. memory. I remember you saying That's that. That's right, yeah. The importance of that opponent. So Western Carolina's head coach, Justin Gray, great guy. He's fun and animated on the sideline. Uh, he told me the other day before the game, uh, when I asked him about playing Gardner-Webb, he said we're, we're 90 minutes away it's a game that makes sense. Like, this game needs to happen every year. And credit to the two of you. This game, is, after about a, a decade gap, uh, this game has happened now four times in the last five years. Um, why was the game not happening? And do you echo that sentiment of, this is an old-time, local, rival, easy, non-conference game. We, we need to try and play this game every year. Well, I
1: can't speak to why it didn't happen prior to that. I know I was here. Um, scheduling is just, is just, it's hard. And you, you just, uh, uh, sometimes um, you don't have room on your schedule to start a new series because of other series that you already have on your schedule. Um, So, you know, we're certainly in talks with Western. We had a four-year deal, so it's over now. Mm. Um, So, you know, we're in talks with uh, continuing the series, Um, you know, but that, you know, we, we, hadn't, we haven't signed contracts for that yet. Um, so I just think scheduling, uh, you know, coaches are looking at what their roster is going to look like the next year, what the other people's roster is going to look like. It's harder and harder now. It happens later and later now because of the portal. Mm. And um, people are waiting to schedule games later and later now. Um, most years we'd already have, you know, almost half our schedule done, um, non-conference schedule by now. And um, and this year we, we, we don't have hardly any games uh, other than the ones we already have that are returns. Um, so people are just waiting later and later to schedule. But, um, yeah, so, so I can't speak exactly. Um, I know we had talked to, to Western Carolina um, a lot of years, and for whatever reason it didn't work out prior to that. Uh, uh, Mark Prosser was there. Well, he was the one that his staff – signed of the four-year contract um so um it's a great game to play i think this one i think the one at queens uh those are those are good regional rivalries to develop and and you know it's like you know when we had western here there's a lot of western fans in the stands yep. right and so i think that's i think that's good you know that kind of adds to it it adds to every It sure it surely does it sure and it it adds to the feel of the game and the rivalry of the game and the local um pride that people have in both
0: schools I said this on the TV broadcast the other day and I mean this I don't hear the words from anyone I hear fan sentiment but from those in power who can make decisions you almost never hear the words this game makes sense let's play it why is that in college athletics nowadays because the last two games that you played the two games you played last week Queens Western Carolina credit to you and your staff you played them and those games make a lot of sense they do
1: mm-hmm. yeah i mean I, I don't know i don't know why you don't hear that i mean i, I don't i don't <laughs> i can't i can't answer that honestly i guess you know, what what to, what just, does coaches you, it, fear though? well that well well you know i i think a lot of people a lot of times when people talk about scheduling people recommend names of schools to me all the time uh-huh. that we should play and the, the, the problem is they have to agree to play you. Yeah. So, you know, it's, a, it's not one school can't just call up the other and say, hey, let's play the game. Like, you know, it has to be agreed on by both parties. And, and everybody's are always got, you know, different things that they're working through. Sometimes, you know, dates don't work out. Sometimes there's facility issues. Yeah. You know, like we're playing App State in Greensboro um, on the 16th of December and that was going to be a neutral site game in Greenville and it ended up being in Greensboro um but it was agreed on to be a neutral site game well um you know it was it was brought to me well, why didn't you just play it in Boone well the 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 facility's not available that day in Boone like they have graduation so they can't they're trying to play a road a game away from home you know we we talked about playing it here um that 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 ended, didn't end up happening but um, you know, both parties gotta yeah. agree. It,
0: no, it runs a lot deeper. Yeah, there's a lot more it feels like coaches honestly, it feels like coaches take flack for scheduling sometimes right. and it runs a lot deeper than that. It's yeah, there's not a as lot simple of things. as the game makes sense.
1: That's right. That's right. There's a lot of there's a lot of things to work through, you know, dates, facilities. Um you know, uh we uh schools gotta play a certain amount of games, maybe that are guarantee games. You know, so a certain amount of our games we go on the road that are guarantee games. Uh, then a certain amount are going to be these home-and-home home series like we have with, with Western and Queens and, and Wofford coming in next week. Um, so uh, there's there's a lot of factors there, um, and, and everybody's working through their factors and, and trying to, you, you know, trying to get on the same page with another school. And not just one other school, but the other 15, you know, or the other 14. Like we have you know 15 non-conference games so it's it's working all of that together um it's it's more complicated than than what people think
0: about your team Caleb Robinson the other night 29 points 22 of them in the second half 13 rebounds the 29 was a new Gardner Webb career high for him in his two seasons here in Boiling Springs Uh, what's Caleb's ceiling well Caleb had a really
1: good game. He, he he had a great game. He he was really um, focused on getting the ball to the paint and playing on balance and playing on two feet. And um, when he does that, he's he's uh, creates opportunities to score at the rim. He creates a lot of opportunities on the foul line. He went to the foul line twelve times. Um, so so, you know, he, it was it was his night. Um, the way that we were being played, um, he was able to get right to the paint. And he did a great job of doing that. And our players did a good, you know, his teammates did a good job of continuing to find him there. And and so great, I mean, a great game for him. I loved the way he rebounded the ball. Um, So, you know, I think that, um, I think with our team, um, you know, it was Caleb's, I guess, quote, unquote, night, so to speak, in terms of being our leading scorer that night. But I I think for us, I mean, it's going to be a different guy um, every night. You know, it's just it could be, um, you know, Julian Samaro on Wednesday. Uh, it could be DQ Nicholas. It could be Lucas Steber. Could be a guy off the bench. Um, our bench is is really important to our team. Um, so, uh, you know, uh, I think with our team, it's it's going to be balanced, and um, it could be anybody's night on any any given any given. Game and, and Caleb took full advantage of
0: his opportunities uh, on Saturday. I'm going to pose to you the burning question that I think I've received more than any question in my now four seasons with you at Gardner Webb. I always get asked, who's his guy? Who's the guy down the stretch that, when there is a a shot that's needed on a final possession, who, who's the go-to player that Tim's going to give the ball to? And It seems to me like every single year that you kind of, one of the attributes of your team, the positive uh, nature of your team, is that many times you don't have one guy. It's kind of more of a collective, you know, what fits in. A lot of folks on the outside would look at that as a detriment. I think you look at that as an attribute of your team. Uh, How do you weigh those two aspects of looking at Having a singular, he's our go-to best player. We're going to hand him the ball at the end of the game, or um, we're going to go with whoever the hot hand is and whatever fits this game. How do you weigh yeah. those two? Well, I just of think view? it de-
1: it depends on the makeup of your roster. You know, if you're a team that has a a a guy that's averaging twenty points a game, um, he's probably going to get the ball at the end. We don't have that. We've n- we've never had a guy that that.
0: But is that by design, or is that just the way it works uh, out? I,
1: I think I think in some ways, um, it's 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 in recruiting um, in terms of you know you're a try, you're trying to recruit uh, the best players that you can find to to fit um, certain areas in your roster, and and um, for us we've usually have you know have had good balance, and um, you know the way that we. Uh, typically play is the ball. Everybody touches the ball. Uh, the ball moves from side to side. Um, it's not going to be dominated by one player. Um, you know, uh, your locker room can be difficult if it's dominated by one or two players. Um, so, you know, you, 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 for us, you know, we just, that's how we like to play. Our style of play is going to be, um, everybody's going to be involved. Um, and uh, certainly we want guys to play to their strengths. That doesn't mean that everybody has the green light to do everything. You know, people have to understand their strengths and weaknesses and play to those strengths and stay away from those weaknesses. And um, they have to have an understanding of that, and they have to make good decisions when they're out there. But, um, you know, I think that's part of the reason why we've had good defensive teams, uh, because everybody um, is bought in to – um, you know, the team game. And, um, that's not easy to do. That's probably the hardest thing to do in sports, um, particularly in basketball is to get everybody bought into executing their role. And, uh, for us, um, you know, we haven't had many teams where we've kind of had one player that's been the dominant player. Um, there, there's been, um, there's been some teams that we've had that Jerome Hill comes to mind when I first got here. That was a guy that averaged 19 points a game. And he was a guy down the stretch that was going to, going to touch the ball. Um, you know, for, for, for it's, this is still early in the season. You know, nobody in our team quite honestly has kind of earned that role that you're the guy that's going to get the ball at the end. I mean, um, uh, so, you know, a lot of guys have made some plays down the stretch. You know, Julian Samaro made two huge plays down the stretch um, in this Western game. Um, Lucas Steber was really good against Yale um, in the last couple minutes of the game in overtime uh, to to kind of keep giving ourselves a chance. He he get, keep giving ourselves, uh, you know, a chance to win that game. Um, you know, Caleb Robinson could be a guy. Um DQ Nicholas is, uh, was our leading scorer last year. You know, he had some some moments uh, last season where he he scored a game-winning or game-tying bucket. So, you know, I, I think it's early in the year still, um, and we're going to give different guys, you know, you know those opportunities. And, um, you know, at the end of the day, when we call a play for one guy, it's not just for him, it's for, for everybody. It depends on how the defense plays that guy. Mm-hmm. So if he gets double-teamed, well, now, you know, it depends on how the defense is being played. So Wednesday, uh, you know, Saturday night, people were kind of hugged up on our shooters, and Caleb took full advantage of that. He was able to get all the way to the paint and, and get great opportunities. Other games, people have tried to help off of other guys, and Caleb hadn't been able to get all the way to the paint. He's had to, you know, take what the defense gives them and, and make the right pass. So, you know, some of that depends on how the defense is playing you as well.
0: Wafford on Wednesday here at Paul Porter Arena, December sixth, seven p.m. tip, GWU Sports.com for tickets. That's GWU Sports.com. TV coverage on ESPN plus and the radio coverage on the Varsity Network app and ESPNCLT.com via the Running Bulldog Sports Network starts at six thirty. It's another one of those games that makes sense. So what do you expect from Wafford? uh
1: they're really tough. They're tough and they're physical. That they, you know they beat us the last 3 years. Um well, I well, we didn't play them during the COVID year. Um but they beat us uh two straight and then the year before that um before COVID. So, um you know, this is a game that that's important, you know, to us uh to like every game is, but but I think they're really good. They just beat Middle Tennessee State Conference USA opponent on the road. In their last game, um, it's early. They're still kind of finding themselves and figuring some things out. They got some new pieces, uh, like everybody this time of year. Uh, but I think the re- the thing that really stands out about their team is they they really execute in half court offense. I mean, they're terrific uh, in executing their half court offense, and they make you guard for long periods of time. You got to be really disciplined and detailed to get consistently get stops against this team and I think they're very very physical and tough and so um, you know it's going to be a great challenge I hope we have a crowd like we did Saturday night man Saturday night what a great crowd what a great environment um, we'll love to see our students uh, be here in full force and the community back here in full full force to see what's guaranteed to be another really exciting game
0: you get a them free pizza again <laughs>
1: Hey, maybe. Whatever it takes. Yeah, whatever it takes.
0: (laughs) Whatever it takes. Well, you know, I think you know how to uh, uh, find the heart of a college student. Free pizza. For sure. (laughs) Coach Tim Kraft, great discussion as always. Thank you for the time, Tim, and good luck on Wednesday night. Thank you, Phil. That is the 11th year head coach of the Gardner-Webb men's basketball team, Tim Kraft. This has been the Gardner Web Coaches Show podcast presented by Alpha Graphics South Charlotte. I'm Phil Constantino. Thanks for joining us. The Gardner Web Coaches Show podcast is a presentation of the Running Bulldogs Sports Network. Any reproduction, retransmission, or other use of this podcast without the express written consent of Gardner Web Athletics is strictly prohibited. Announcers are selected by Gardner Web University. You've been listening to the Gardner Web Coaches Show podcast presented by Alpha Graphics South Charlotte.